Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the triumphant return of Enchanted Tiki Talk. Don't know what the episode number is. I know we. it's funny. We were talking... Uh, earlier the last time we recorded a show and it was back in august of last year so we're almost in july so it's it's been 10 months so getting close to a year but uh on the show with me i've got brian um tesseroni the san francisco tree what's up brian what's up there sean hello and then i have um jesse not jesse's girl but just jesse um hey jess you're gonna have to settle tonight so yeah i know uh, okay, so um, other things to talk about is that uh, Matt will be back in the show. He wasn't able to do it tonight. Uh, he said he, he lost his headphones. So um, life has changed a lot for I, almost everybody in the show, I'd, I'd say, uh, to some degree has changed. Um, Keith, Keith probably more than likely will not be on the show unless he feels like he wants to um just i mean it's just more more so that he has nothing really positive to say about disney he still goes but um he's not all uh, hunky door i don't think really any of us are except for brian because brian's like in club 33 and club 77 and all that so um <laughs> but you know we're, we're just here to talk and it's just gonna be one of those things where the show will be on when the show is on and if there's anybody out there to listen to, and I, the, the funny thing is, like I've gotten the last couple of months, I've had at least 10, 15 people reach out to me to find out when the show was coming back. So um, they've missed it. So we've at least I know 10, 15 people listening. Hmm. Thank you to you that have uh, stayed loyal. So yeah, exactly. So with that being said, we're just getting, also Steve will not be part of the show anymore. Um, you know, because we're such a long hiatus, he's doing other things. Um, maybe once in a while he'll pop back in, but you know, we'll see. It is what it is. But um, you know, like I said, yeah, things have definitely changed for us. But all of us have been to Disney. All of us have ridden um, Ratatouille. I have not ridden Guardians of the Galaxy. Jesse has. Matt. I mean, Matt, uh, Brian, you have not, have you? No, I haven't yet. Okay. So, Guardians, you know, that's new. Ratatouille opened last year, right? End of last year? Yep. September is uh, the official, I think. Okay, so, right? Is it sure, September? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we've all experienced that. We can talk about that a little bit. Um, 
trying to think. You know, I'm trying to think. What else? Anything else big has opened? Has it? Nothing, right? No, n- nothing else that I can think of. So I know nothing really added, but yeah. a lot of things were taken away. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, you know, Brian, I was joking before about Club 33. I know you got to experience it with uh, a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. You just want to talk about what the club was like a little bit? Um, yeah, so I was able to um, experience the Club 33 at Animal Kingdom. Um, it was nice. It was it was very laid back. It was mostly... Now, the Club 33 is over at... Walt Disney World and not about lounges. They don't really have any dinners, kind of like Club 33 in Disneyland. So um, this was pretty much um, a place that had a, a bar and a couple of seats and a, a couch to sit on. You know, it, it was pretty much a, a lounge area. It felt like I was in my grandmother's house, you know? Right. Um, they had some cool merchandise. It's very strict when it comes down to Club 33, so I really didn't ask to purchase anything. It came down to is they, they kind of lock it down so that if you want to purchase anything, the club member has to make the purchase. Oh, really? And use their credit card. It's, you know, it, they may allow it, but you have to worry about stuff like people paying to get club access. You know, right. paying somebody say, oh, you know, g- give me club access and I'll buy you lunch. Oh, give me right. club access so I could buy merchandise. So they're trying to avoid that. That's understandable. So um, I didn't go ahead and buy any merchandise. Nothing really really caught my eye. They had a couple of ears. And uh, the only thing that really caught my eye, they had these really old um, greeting cards that they usually send to Club 33 members. Great. Um, but um, it was nice. Um, great food. Nice company. Um, and we were able to um, get our name on the um, the fast passes. Not really fast passes, but we were allowed up to... 12 fast passes for any any park so no park reservations awesome. but you were able to go to any park you want so we hit all four parks hit all the big rides now we weren't able to do rise of the resistance we were able to do it but you'll be surprised that the standby line at the same time as the fast pass line wow so it was like 45 minutes for fast pass and we were like we didn't want to waste time so we didn't do that we did Ratatouille. We did, um, um, we, we think, no, we didn't do Pen. Do we do Pandora? I don't remember if we did Pandora. I think we did. Um, but yeah, we hopped all the, all the parks and uh, a lot of rides. We did at least eight of them. And, um, yeah, no park reservations. So it was a nice experience for me to go actually put money towards it. It would be a tough one. Would it? Um, yeah. Maybe but, it's more towards the park, too. Maybe if you had it at the Magic Kingdom or, or Epcot, could be a little bit different. Maybe. Um, Animal Kingdom, I heard, is the biggest lounge. That's what I heard, yeah. So the experience of the biggest lounge was nice. Nice artwork up. Um, no pictures were allowed. Very strict. Very right. strict. So I just wanted to be on my best behavior when I was um, invited in. So I, I stayed stayed with that. Only thing I actually took was a, a coaster they gave you with a drink and a... Right. And a napkin that was in the bathroom. <laughs> oh wow! So that's so, my souvenir. I have to ask. I mean, just because the intrigue of it, and you, you think about it, it's so exclusive, right? 
but it almost reminds me like did you walk in and like were there any nefarious people just sitting in a chair like a bond villain you know like off in the corner or something you know <laughs> like somebody you know, it's like these private access clubs and you walk in uh i i, I bet it i bet it was amazing though that's really yeah. cool it's you what you expect is people with suits on and stuff like that no it's regular people that you would never that you could be passing along on you know wear a pair of crocs and a pair of cargo shirts uh pull shorts and yeah nothing really like dressy right very laid back um i guess it was nice to go ahead and be able to actually hit a club 33 that's one of my bucket bucket list things to do doing at least one one lounge in um in disney world and doing the disneyland club 33 so that was nice to experience very nice yeah that's awesome jesse let's talk guardians of galaxy how was that fantastic uh it's it's easily the best roller coaster at walt disney world is it um yeah it's it's phenomenal um i i can tell you so i i mean i tried to stay as spoiler free with it as i could you know usually i'm pretty hyped about rising and try to stay up but i didn't even write i didn't watch the preview of like they had released a video a couple weeks ago or a couple weeks before and um you know and i know that some people got to go for media preview i did not watch uh, so I kind of went into it, you know, I wanted to be kind of blind as much as I could. I saw little bits and pieces, but um, what I can say is it's so smooth. It, for a roller coaster, it is super smooth. Um, now, I have, you get mixed reports of people that are motion sick. My wife is like that. She actually took Dramamine before she went and rode it, but she did not get sick. But we've heard other people getting sick because... What you'll find out on the coaster is it doesn't, you know, it's not like stationary where it faces one way the whole time. It kind of, it's kind of like, how do I explain it? Um, It's kind of like, you know, how in the Haunted Mansion where you've got the Omni Mover where it can move from right to left. So it's kind of like that, but you're on a coaster track. But even though you're on the coaster track, it is still very, very smooth. It doesn't jerk. It doesn't whip. It doesn't pull. And it's really fun. So you know, and with with Guardians of the Galaxy, you know that's already fun. It's it, it, it just upbeat the whole time. You've got the music blasting, you've got a story. It tells a nice story as you're going through. Um, you know w- what's happening while you're while you're on this vehicle. Um, very very well done. I, I'm hats off. I think it's a fantastic coaster and kind of you know it's it's exciting to see that kind of a ride because it's. You know, it, it is not a copyright from another Disney park. This is right. it's this is original, and uh, that's really neat to have in the parks again. So, um, I would I, here's a neat little thing too. Uh, if you do ride it more than once, because um, right now you can only access it either by paying for a Lightning Lane, which just to let you know, they're pretty pricey. Um, the opening the opening day it was like sixteen dollars per person if you wanted to do it that way. Or they're not doing a standby line yet. You either have to do a virtual queue to get in to get a boarding pass, kind of like what they do with Rise of Resistance. And right. um, so we've done it three times, and uh, in, in we've gotten one time we got to do it because the song stopped midway through the ride, so they let us go back on. So we got lucky, right? Oh, wow. um, the other time, you know, of course, it was I didn't get the. Uh, I didn't get the boarding group at 7 a.m., but I did get one at 1 p.m. Uh, when they released for the second time. So um, very, very well done. 
um, super. If you're in the Marvel and the Guardians of the Galaxy, even if you're not, it's a good ride. So, okay. Yes. When it comes down to it, I want to try it, but I'm very easy with motion motion sickness. Yeah, I could try Dramamine, but you know, like a lot of people during the pandemic, I bought an Oculus, and um, I was fine with it at the beginning, but when you you kind of could emulate yourself walking, and that makes me sick. That kind of gives me like a, a headache. Yeah. It makes me motion sickness. So if you're kind of standing still or you're flying, you kind of land, it makes you feel like you're you're landing. Now, I understand why it probably makes people sick because it's very smooth. And you're moving, and it kind of sways you around. I'm guessing yeah. it spins you around. Um, I guess everyone kind of experiences things different. I know that I can't do teacups. I could do Gravitron. I could do a lot of spinning rides. Teacups I could never, ever do. Uh, but I have a friend who c- can't do anything, but he could do the, he could do um, uh, Mission Space and not get sick. I'm like, I don't know how, right, how that's right. possible. So Mission Space he could do, but he can't do teacups. So what I would probably do is I, I would make that my last ride before I go back to the hotel room. If I get sick, I could sleep it off. That would definitely not be my first ride. Right. Yeah, yeah, because I like I've done um, uh, what is it called? Um, the uh, the one in Animal Kingdom. Uh, oh, Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage, oh, and that gets passage. me yep. that gets me sick. And Expedition Everest gets me sick when we go backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and even on Ratatouille, when we did Ratatouille, I got a little motion, queasy a little bit, and a couple of scenes, but it it pats really quick. So I am susceptible to it. So what I can tell you is. And, and my wife has actually done it all three times that we've done it too. And um, from just taking from, cause she is like, the, she can't do star tour. She can't do, she won't do millennium Falcon smugglers run. She won't do that. Um, she won't do mission space, but, and she doesn't do teacups. She will do this ride. Um, mm. I will tell the spin when you do spin, just so you know, it's not an actual 360 spin that you do ever. It's more of a 90 degree turn um, that you're doing. Um, where he, and it comes, it comes back. There is a section where you, you, and I'm probably spoiling it. Hopefully I'm not spoiling it. You do go backwards at one point, but it's not terrible if that makes sense. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was told to look forward. That'll help you. But then everyone's saying you'll miss everything around you. if you keep looking forward. So. Right. Right. Because you are, you're trying to, it's, it's almost, in, in some ways, it's kind of like Space Mountain in the way that you, you know, it feels like Space Mountain for part of the attraction. So it's 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 kind of like a mixture of rock and roller coaster with Space Mountain. You know, you don't have a loop-de-loo, so you don't have a harness over the shoulder. So it's not like right. that. So it doesn't get that wild. Um, but, you know, it, it, it it's kind of a mix of those two things. So... Um, and, and if you do come down, let me know, Brian. I'll, I'll go over and ride it with you. <laughs> so yeah, my next trip is in October. I'm thinking. I definitely don't go during the summer, but I, I always go during October for Halloween Horror Nights, and um, I'm going for Epcot 40. Nice. Uh, let's see. We've all done Ratatouille. Uh, I'd like to ride. I mean, I think it's fun. Uh, you know, I think it's a it's a fine ad- addition to. Epcot and World Showcase. I like that it's really in the back, and it doesn't impede with World Showcase at all, which is nice. I, I mean, it's a fun attraction. I wouldn't say it's um, a game changer or anything like that. I think 
I think when it first came out, it probably was, you know, in Disneyland Paris. It's it's fun to do. I like it. It's it's one I'll do every trip. Yeah, I yeah. I, I agree with that. I think it's it's a you know, and, and it gives Epcot another you know draw for crowds, right? Right. Um, and I think it's a great addition for brands. Um, you know, having that back there within the pavilion. Um, you know, and I, I always love France anyways, but I think that makes it a little better. You've got the crepery shop back there too. Um, it's just a neat little place to go back there. You know, uh-huh. and. and the ride itself is fun because you smell, is it brioche bread that you smell the entire ride? <laughs> right. It's, it's so good. You know, and it, you come off wanting to eat bread. That's yep. just, yeah. Yeah. I was able to ride it during the preview for the AP preview. And the best thing was there was no, but it was very empty. So we were, we hopped on, we went on here, like we're going on again. Went on, we went on three times back to back. And finally we were like, okay, I think we're good. Oh, and wow. Yeah, we went back on, uh, and then when I went back for a second trip, um, I did ride it again. But um, yeah, I actually rode it when I went to Disneyland Paris, and I don't think there's a big difference. Maybe there was more. I think even the soundtrack was the same. But yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's really nice. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's good. It's it's worth it's worth doing if you haven't done it. Especially the walkthrough. I love the walkthrough. Very detailed. Uh, yes. The, yeah, there's yeah. the queue. Uh, let's see. Anything else major? Um, I know that, you know, the Tron construction I'm hearing December is supposed to open. The lights are on. I saw the lights going. Ooh, fancy. Oh, there's a video of it. It looks very nice. Is yeah. there? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're preparing for that. September, huh? Nice. Yeah. So we we went in May, you know, so a little over a month ago, a month and a half ago. Um and I had gotten really sick. We ended up eating, uh, randomly just telling the story. We ended up eating at, so the thing I noticed is like, food is really awful in Disney. It's so difficult to get, to get, and you have such long lines to wait for your food, especially the um, order ahead stuff, the mobile ordering. I mean, there's times where you, can, you might not get a window for like two hours, you know? Um, but we ended up going to Tomorrowland Terrace and I, Tomorrowland Terrace is my least favorite place in the Magic Kingdom. I don't like it at all. I ended up having a hot dog from there because I didn't want anything. I didn't want a burger. What a mistake that was. I was fine. Fine. We went went to, back to the hotel, hotel. swam a bit. I had a couple drinks and we went to, um, the, the restaurant at the Polynesian at Ohana, the other one. Um, ordered my meal. I just, I, yeah. Was starting to not feel good. I had like this felt like a ball in my stomach. Then we went to the Magic Kingdom afterwards and um it just started feeling getting worse and worse and worse and just running out of steam. And I ended up throwing up in one of the bathrooms, went back to the hotel room, threw up and I was literally out for the count for a day and a half on that hot dog. So and I haven't had I've only had one bite of a hot dog actually last weekend since then. And it was just, you know, I lost like a day and a half. We were we were supposed to, the next day we went to um, the Star Wars, went to Hollywood Studios and we got reservations at um, the uh, the canteen there, Olga's Canteen. I didn't even have a drink, so I couldn't really 100% enjoy it. I went back to the room while Sharon and the kids went to Sci-Fi uh, Dine-In and I was disappointed I couldn't do that. So yeah, that just really knocked me out for a day and a half. It stunk, but uh 
you know, that was the worst part of our trip. The temperature, the temperature was, was perfect. perfect. It wasn't bad. It was comfortable. Couldn't complain about that. The crowds weren't bad either. I mean, the other headliners were probably like 80 minutes, 60 to 80 minutes, but overall, like it didn't feel packed. Yeah, definitely. It you know, there's nothing worse than being sick when you're on a Disney vacation. Like it just that's like a, a double gut punch, right? You know, it's yep. it's it's it's. Um, I've only ever, I've been sick one time. Uh, I mean, where basic and that when I say like where I just couldn't do anything, I hate that, and I know exactly. You know, I I hate that that happened for you. So yeah, it is what it is. I mean, for the, nothing you can do sometimes. Yep. So the last time I went to Disney, I actually went for a certain reason. Um, Retro WDW was having an event, and we usually for an anniversary, I like to go to a an event that has a lot of speakers and just learn about the history of Disney. That's what really interests me about Disney more about the history of it than actually the parks. So they had a, uh, an event called Retro Magic 50, and they had several um, Disney legends to um, Imagineers. They had Bob Gurr, Tom Nabby. And they had this one guy, Norm Inuyu. I, I, I can't pronounce his last name, but you, you look at these names going, okay, they must have some, you know, relation to Disney. But the history of these, uh, some of these people that you don't know of, is just mind blowing. And one of them, Norm, is actually the creator of all of the World Showcase symbols. Oh, really? Uh, and he. That's amazing. And he explained how he drew them, and people oh. are like in awe, going like, "Oh my god, I we never knew about him." He also um, um, decorated, not decorated. I'm sorry, not decorated. Uh, he created the Ferrari symbol, I think it was. Which, oh, which, wow. which what car is with the with the bird? Uh, the, the Ferrari, Firebird. Maybe it's Firebird. I'm sorry, I, I forgot which one it was. But he he creates logos, and he hired him to create logos for Disney, and he created several logos if you go to the uh, uh retro wdw.com and you look look up retro magic and look at some of these guests you're going oh they're pretty interesting but their history is just mind-blowing and i've been to a lot of d23 events um destination d a lot of d23 events and um i do have to say that they haven't been as good as they used to be so by going going to this one was so interesting just to hear stories from different Imagineers to uh, different Disney legends and um, if you yeah if you ever if you're really into Disney look for events I know that for Epcot 40 um, there is a planned event um, from the I know it's sponsored by Give Give Kids the World and the same thing is we have. Like Al- Alex Trebek's gonna be there, and oh, wow. yeah, it's a, a huge list of people. It's two it's two days. They also have a dessert party, and uh, at Epcot. But yeah, I was I was really impressed by this event. I actually really like their podcast. A retro, like, yeah, yeah. I've I've been listening to them since the beginning. I think it's really well done. I think it's one of those things where um, people who crave for the uh, the yesteryear of Disney. It's a mm-hmm. great podcast for people who like Disney history. It's really yeah. good. And for people who want to know about what the parks were like prior to the social media age. Cause I, I, I think the social media age is really when Disney changed a lot. Um, 
you know, especially with uh, more crowds, everybody wanting to go, that's really is when Disney changed. That's, you know. Right. The, the, in, the influencer. Yeah. <laughs> so for somebody like me who, um, you know, I discovered Disney a lot later. I, we, you know, we never visited Disney World when I was a kid. So, and I always wanted to go you know the retro seeing some of the videos posted of the old like like you said the 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 eisner era where disney in the disney 90s or that disney decade where it became you know what it is today um with, with the building of the resorts it's just neat to go back and see that and see how it's come along so um yeah that 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 sounds like a really fun event brian that that really does uh being yeah. with those guys too and, and you know those are those are the kinds of guys you could just sit down and talk to for hours and just be yeah, like you know, you know we had a great conversation with them and the 40th anniversary it's called discon and it's not alex trebek it's actually pat sajak's gonna be there pat sajak yeah. and um tony baxter brian collins um there's gonna be a uh, encanto reunion um phyllis and ferb reunion also aladdin 30th anniversary reunion with um Linda Larkin and Jonathan Freeman, great cast. This is if D twenty three doesn't do an impressive event, I'll, I'll I'll be going to this. But that's you know if you're into Disney events, I really suggest just sitting on one of these and you'll be you'll be sitting the whole entire time with your jaw dropped, going, "Oh my god, there's so much impressive backgrounds to these people. They're so creative. It's it makes you look so useless." <laughs> Like it's like wow, you have such an amazing background yet yet um, you should be celebrated more on more events. Right. I get that. Um, yeah, I mean this 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 episode is just more of a, a rundown of, of things more than anything else. Um, I've done. I try to think that's that's my only my second trip trip post COVID. So. You know, and it's entirely different. The parks now, it's uh, it's not terribly. I guess it's depending on the time of year you go. It's not terribly busy, but when we went last year and they didn't have the fast pass, the lines were so fast. I don't think we ever waited really more than thirty minutes or so, maybe forty. But now, you know, like I said, the average is sixty to eighty minutes for the the big name attractions. Uh, it's not. Um, it wasn't terrible. The food lines are awful. You know, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of that. I wasn't a fan that I went to Columbia Harbor House. They don't have the tuna fish sandwich anymore. I'm like, what in Jesus's name? Like, how did they not have the tuna fish sandwich? It was replaced with like a flounder sandwich or, or cod sandwich. Right. I think. Um, and I was really disappointed because that tuna fish was so good. Just don't replace my lobster roll. I love my lobster roll. I don't even know if they have it. <laughs> if they did. I, the, yeah, so so at one point they were serving before they actually opened Columbia Harbor House back up. And you talked about Tomorrowland Terrace. That's where they were serving yeah. the Columbia Harbor House limited menu right. where you could get the chicken right. and the shrimp and stuff. But yeah, I'm not sure. Um, one thing I would also interject is I know since the last time we've had an episode, Disney Genie Plus was released, right? Oh, so, um, <laughs> and 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 thousands of years just and people just cringed, right? Uh, oh. Yeah, I I am I'm not a fan. Um, I'm I'm totally not a fan, and, and and this is something I really have struggled with because I think in a way it has made the lines for attraction balloon heavy. Yes. Um, the way it's it, I it, just to give you a couple examples. We, um, my wife and I, I, you know, we 
our kids were at school and we decided to, we were about half an hour from Disney. So we decided we're going to go to Magic Kingdom. Well, you know, she's off from work. The kids are in school. Let's go on over, have a day. And we went to the Magic Kingdom and it, it was just an off day in February, like nothing special. And we got in the line for Pirates of the Caribbean and it was a 50 minute wait just to get on that. And I was thinking, what's, what's happened here? And then just more recently, we got in line for Flight of Passage uh, at Animal Kingdom. It was only a 70 minute wait. And I thought, well, let's just do it. You know, we'll get in line, you know, we'll play. We've got a couple of games on the phone. Uh, and I was with the kids by myself and I was thinking, let's just wait. And 70 minutes became uh, just under three hours. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, just under three hours. Uh, they never announced that the ride had, had broke down. Um, uh, but, but, but I don't know I don't, if it was just an influx of a lot of people coming over for their return time for Genie Plus and they were just filtering them in. I have no idea what it was, but it, it, I couldn't believe my kids were complaining and I'm thinking, well, we've already waited this long. We're not getting out of line, you know, right. cause we, you know, after we were 70 minutes in, I was like, well, it just be about 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes oh. turned into 30. Uh, but, but I don't know what it is. It's just, it's, I'm not saying you can't come and not have lines, but I think you need to come and expect lines. And I think you need to plan accordingly to that. And if you're staying on property, you definitely don't want to sleep in. You want to get up, get there for the extra magic half yep. hour. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you, the, the time's precious. I would also say that stay late at night. Don't leave after the fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Um, we knocked out about four rides in a matter of an hour after the fireworks one night. So it's just, you, you got to employ some strategy, I think. So. Yeah, I don't like Genie Plus. One that... First of all, you have like the lightning lane. We did the lightning lane selection on our plane on our way down to do Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, right? We got it. And it said, when I was purchasing it, it said like 3.30. Like, perfect. We're getting to the park at like 11, 12 o'clock. That's great. Um, after you finish purchasing, it was like 8 o'clock. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop the clock. <laughs> you know, I was so, so mad. I ended up going to guest services. And they end up getting an earlier time, but I had to wait like 15 minutes while they were refreshing it, wait for an earlier time to come through. I'm like, I'm like, how in the world can you do that? You're saying it's right. going to be 3:30, and and it's going to it turns into eight o'clock. I'm like, we had like a, a six o'clock dining reservation or seven o'clock dining reservation. I'm like, there's no way we're doing that. So thank, thankfully, we were to do that. But I don't like the Genie Plus at all because you're, you know, you'll be on a line and you're looking to do something else, and there might not be anything for four hours. Or sometimes right. or seven hours later. Yeah, we did purchase the lightning lane. My um, my kid wanted to do a ride and to kind of skip the line and not have to worry about when online. It was kind of a lot faster just to buy a lightning lane pass. And it came down to like maybe like Space Mountain. She wanted to do Space Mountain. And it wasn't that expensive, like $6. But it's better just to go ahead and pay it than have to wait online and uh-huh. waste a day. Uh, we didn't try Genie Plus just because... I, I guess it comes down to is if you go to Disney so much, it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to go ahead and I, I really don't care about going on every ride. If it comes down to it, I'll hit the rides, but I'm not going to pay extra for it. So it's like, uh, if I can't go on it, I'll go on it next time. So that's, I really never experienced Disney plus, but I did have a friend that did go recently and she loved it. I guess it comes down to is if you don't go that often and you just want to hit a lot of rides, you're willing to pay them the extra money. Right. Um, go for it. And she she said nothing but positive things. They got up, 
they they did a lot of rides. They just kept looking on the phone and changing their their um, Genie Plus reservations, and they said they they loved it. So I guess it comes down to is how often how used how used to you are with um with fast passes than Genie Plus. But it's like was it like seventeen dollars a day or something like that? How much was it? I don't really, really remember. Something like that. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's fifteen with tax, and they just. <laughs> Yeah, so so they just took away the ability to add it pre-arrival because yes. uh, you were able to add it to your package, but uh, now you have to purchase it by day. Now here's the trick: you start making your selections at 7 a.m., so yeah. you actually want to get up a little bit before that so you can purchase it so that you're not, yeah. you know, if you don't find out. I, I always tell people they're gonna. I think they're gonna limit the amount of people that. Are yeah, gonna that's. I think that was my thing too because I think. They didn't have a limit on it. Everybody was buying it. So then yep. you would have people only doing three attractions. And um, so so I did Genie Plus when we went to Disneyland in January. Um, and I did it at Disneyland just because we don't visit there often. And I wanted to be able to, to, to use it in skip lines. And even there, we had problems. And one of the things that I learned to do and that I tell people that are getting Genie Plus here is if you like for what you did, Sean, if you get a Genie Plus attraction and you see the, the lane, I screenshot all of my barcodes yeah. because they've had some major glitches. And you see more and more of those blue guest experience tents through the yep. parks than you've ever seen. And it's because of that, because they have to feel the people coming up and using it. And I mean, they there's just so many things I think I, I you know, and look. Disney, they've been geniuses over the years with the things they've come out with, the magic bands and things like that. It's just this, I think, was not well executed. I don't know what it is about Genie Plus, but I just don't think it, it just doesn't flow like you would want it to. And, you know, right. of course, we all remember the yesteryear Fast Pass when it was free, and that makes it much worse. You know, I mean, $15 a day per person isn't horrible if you're not coming to Disney often and you do I mean I tell people it's kind of like it's a necessary thing for you if you're not coming down here like Brian or myself or people if you're you know if you're coming down here once every two years or once every three years whatever you know you're wanting every advantage you can to ride something because you might not get back to ride it you know and and who knows it might not be there when you come back because you know it's kind of like the dining uh, dining plans i never recommend dining plans to people just because i ask them do you actually eat three meals a day that big and snacks and so on may it just wouldn't be worth the money but if uh, a lot of people just want to do it for the convenience and not having to worry about balancing money, it's everything's prepaid and done with. And they're like, just go ahead. Let's not worry about money. Let's pay for Diamond Plan. Let's pay for the Genie Plus. Let's have a great time. But then they come back saying, that was so expensive. That was such an expensive trip. And it, it's, you have to give or take. You want to go ahead and go cheaper and kind of like manage your money. And if you're staying at a hotel room, maybe you could go downstairs and get a couple of bagels for breakfast and then you probably won't be hungry for lunch and grab a snack and have a good a nice dinner um same thing with genie plus are you willing to kind of skip the longer lines and uh, um skip the rise of the longer lines and maybe take all the time for like rise of the resistance and pay a little bit of extra it all comes down to the money so you can you have to say okay i'm gonna go all out it's gonna be very expensive or you can save money and do it um, a, a different way why don't we, um, we're getting a little long here, so why don't we, you know, come back and talk about that another, another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hey, guys, it's been good to, talking to you again. It's been uh, it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Fun. Yeah. 
hopefully next time Matt comes on, he gets some earbuds and we can talk to him as well. <laughs> That's right. Keith, I don't know. He'll, if he wants to, if he, maybe if he likes Disney that day. <laughs> I do have to ask, anybody bought any Disney stock? Nope. Nope. No? No. I bought, two, I bought two early. I bought when I was at 100. Now it's down to 93. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm thinking about <laughs> buying more. <laughs> I was thinking two years it's going to go down uh, below 100. All of a sudden, it starts dropping. Now I'm hearing it dropping more. But, yeah, I mean, it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> buy low. Buy low. <laughs> buy low. Buy low. Sell high. Yep. All right, guys. That's going to be it. I don't think I have an outro. I don't think I'm even prepared for an outro. So, um, on behalf of the guys that have enchanted Tiki Talk, um, hasta lasagna, adios. Uh, what else did they say? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>